All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of Maybe Next Time. I'm your host, William Blue, with my co-host, Simon McCormack. Nets Nation, you gotta watch out for the Persian menace. (laughs) We are here as we are each and every week, talking Brooklyn Nets basketball And there are no two better people to be discussing the Brooklyn Nets than Simon and I. That's right. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I don't think there's anyone doing it more frequently, at least. No, 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 no. Lichtenstein is off the air, Reed Nets, Mm -hmm. lately. Uh, Glue guys are pretty intermittent. Mm -hmm. I've given up on all of the other podcasts, but... Surely they can't be doing it as frequently as us. Yeah. So basically, we're your one-stop shopping for all things Brooklyn Nets That's in right. the endless off-season. We have a long one this year, every year. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to begin today's show, Simon, with a series of rapid-fire questions. Okay. Before going that, let's tease out what we're going to talk about. Okay. Uh, so we're going to do some rapid-fires, Natch. We've got some a deep dive into some season statistics that I'd like to do with oh, you. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> Simon is going to go off on Julius Randle yeah. in a positive way. Yeah. Go off does have a pejorative sound mm-hmm. to it. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a positive going off on. Um, <laughs> then we are going to, as Simon's... Intro uh, alluded to get into a little bit of conversation re Iran, which yep. everyone was hoping we might talk about. Yeah. Uh, then we're going to do a little lottery action. Mm hmm. And that should see us through this episode. Uh, right, and we're talking about uh, JB at all, or JB is going to be. It's going to be. You're, you'll, you'll see. Okay. Okay. It's going to be much more organic than that. Okay. Um, tweet us if you know who JB is before <laughs> we get to it in this show. Yeah. JB could be anything. Anyone. Uh, all right. So anyway, first rapid fire question, Simon. Who would you rather have on the Nets? Zion Williamson or Anthony Davis? Go with your gut. No thought. Uh, Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson, okay. Uh, Would you rather the federal government break up too big to fail banks or the Golden State Warriors? (laughs) Uh, Hard to pick just one. Uh, No, I I actually am not. I don't really mind the the Warriors being amazing. Like, the, the Nets are not, like, close to challenging anyone, so, you know, if I were a warrior, or if I were, like, a Rockets fan or something, I'd be more... But anyway, break up the banks. Um, but, I mean, don't you feel like it sort of ruins every NBA season when you sort of know the end result? Well, I'm not really, as you know, an NBA fan, so... <laughs> I'm a Nets fan. <laughs> yeah. All right, next question, Simon. Who would you rather be teammates with, you, personally? Me, okay. On a pickup game, in a pickup game, or, I don't know, a lot, like long-form league, 5'10 and under league, though these two people would surely right. break that. Be um, like our 5'10 team. Exactly, not under 5'10. Um, Jimmy Butler or Kyrie Irving? Jimmy Butler. And finally, Simon, you are starving, okay? <laughs> You're a very hungry man. Uh-huh. Would you rather eat the tacos at Barclays Center, which you oh, have right. been on record as saying were the worst tacos you've ever had in your life? Mm-hmm. Uh, truthfully, they, yeah. they really, it's yeah. not a stretch to imagine that is, in fact, the case. Or... An intensely mayonnaise-forward sandwich prefer- prepared by Chef at 99 Ooh. Rogers. God. Uh, Keep in it, mind you're starving right now. Uh, tacos. Honestly, tacos. Okay. Interesting. Um, thanks for the rapid-fire indulgence. Yeah, thank you. Now, Great. Last question especially. Now let's get deep into the nets. Yeah. All right. We're going to start with two... Stats of the week. Okay. All right. We're going to talk win shares, and we're going to talk box plus minus. Okay. Two things I left off my season overview of 
sort of those broad, generalized statistics that are meant to capture the goodness of a player. Uh, and I thought that both of them revealed interesting things more at the bottom than at the top. Okay. So our top five win shares are probably who you'd expect. It's Jared Allen, Ed Davis, Joe Harris, D'Lo, Spencer. Okay. In that order. Uh, interestingly, Karis Levert came in ninth, mm. and Rojan Kuruts came in tenth. Mm. That, to keep in mind, Karis, you know, didn't play for much of the season, was right. recovering from an injury. That probably impacted that. The worst of anyone who played over 20 games in on the team, the very worst, who would you imagine it, it was? The worst win share? Alan Crabb. Very close. He's number two at zero point eight. Uh, Who is right below Alan Crab? Ronde. Trevion. He was third. Ronde was third. Okay. Trevion Graham was, hmm. in terms of win share, the worst net. Now we'll t- downshift to box plus <laughs> minus, which is not just the actual plus minus of when they're on the court, but there are some adjustments for. It's it's sort of like a real plus minus, but it's a different. One. Okay. Um, it estimates, it's a box score that estimates the points per 100 possessions a player contributed above a league average player. Okay. So, who's who do you think our best one is? Uh, D'Angelo? Yep, it's D'Angelo followed by the other four who are the top in the top five of the win share. Other one, yeah, okay. Uh, Got it. Our bottom three, Simon. Yeah. Alan Crabb, third worst. Okay. Travion jumps up a notch, second worst. Rondé Hollis Je- Jefferson finished dead last in the in the BPM rankings this year. How does that? How does that square with your perception of this season and this team? Well, the, honestly, it's sort of the, the crab thing is the most surprising to me because, as we have both said, like it does sort of seem like even when he is crap, he's still helping, but these numbers would, you know, helping the team generally. Yeah. These numbers would seem to suggest that's not true. Right. You, you at least feel like he does provide above-average defense, which is nothing to turn your nose up at on the Nets. He does provide the spacing, theoretically, to get better shots for people. But I think, I mean, we were frustrated the limited time he did play this season Mm -hmm. with him, with great reason. Mm -hmm. He had a couple good games, but really a a totally unremarkable season, if not downright disappointing, even for the lowered expectations. But I think think because he didn't play a lot at the end of the season, we've just sort of forgotten just how bad he was when he was playing. Yeah. Yeah. If these numbers are to be trusted at all. Yeah, and I wonder, as you said, I wonder how much they're impacted. The win shares, I'm almost positive, is impacted by how many games you play. But, but although I could be wrong about that. Uh, but a box plus minus doesn't seem like from your description would be. But right. anyway, I don't know. Um, so anyway, those are our stats for the week, Simon, which I think is pretty much the perfect setup for you discussing... A potential stretch four coming to the Nets. Oh, yes. Thank you, Julius Randall. Currently of the Pelicans, he is very, very likely not going to be on that team next year because they just got um, Zion. Right. Essentially. Uh, I, I believe he has the player option for the second year. But it's he, he does. Took, yeah, but he took it's like nine, nine million, million yeah. so he's obviously going to want more than that. Yes. And will get more than that. Yes. So, yes, thank you so much for allowing me to discuss this at length. Uh, we uh, should mention Mad Parker, too. Yes. At I de- Mad Parker. I, I definitely will, although there's quite a bit of uh, lead-up to that. <laughs> okay. Before before we even touch on it. No, no, I'll, 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 I'll try to get through this quickly, but I just have a few main points. One is... I have started to become more and more convinced that the Nets will end up with Julius Randle for a few reasons. One is what you just said, which is that they now have Zion, uh, or will have Zion, um, who plays the power forward, you would think, in the NBA, right? He's, shooting uh, is too terrible to play like a three, even though I know he's 6'5". 
but he's also it's not 280 terrible, pounds. But yes, yes, he will be a four. He I mean, can be. I mean, he can be a four. They're talking about potentially small ball five. Mm-hmm. But yes, he, yeah. he's a he's a forward. Right. So the, and those are the two positions that Julius Randle plays. Also, the Pelicans don't have more than I think about 14 or 15 million uh, in cap space. Now that changes if they trade Anthony Davis. But um, so it'll be tough for them to keep to keep those two players and Julius Randle. Uh, so the other thing is, I, I discovered this recently, uh, Bill. He his agent is the same agent, his name I forget, but is the same agent for D'Angelo Russell. Okay. Uh, his Who his friend with, and former yeah. teammate. Uh, uh, Alan Crabb, who if nothing else, the agent has got to feel pretty happy with the Nets in terms of uh, Sean Marks. Yeah. And Ed Davis. So two players wow. that have thrived under the Nets system. One player that hates himself and hasn't, but... It's thrived financially under the Nets. Yes. Um, and uh, so, you know, that I, I would suspect that that agent, you know, depending on how Kreb is dealt with in terms of the trade, that could sour it a bit. But I don't know. The, the, the agent has got to have pretty positive things to say. His, his clients, I would suspect, have very positive things to say mm-hmm. about the Nets. Um, so that's another that's another piece. That I, is a big piece. I didn't. I was not aware of that. Yeah, uh, I stumbled upon that um, during one of these days uh, of nonstop nets research that I do for this podcast. But, um, <laughs> and for pleasure. And for pleasure. Honestly, mostly for pleasure. Uh, so okay. So that's all the lead up. So anyway. Um, so Mad Parker, who uh, submitted a question last week and also tweeted at us this week uh, a number of things. Thank you so much, uh, Mad Parker. Uh, check him out on uh, Twitter um, for for some good uh, NBA insights. Uh, mentioned that um, he is not crazy about Randall because his defense is bad, and that is a very fair point. Uh, Mad Parker. Uh, he is quite bad at D. Um, my sort of defense of, of that is one, um, as I said on, on Twitter, um, he's 24. You got to hope, and he's reasonably athletic. Um, he's big uh, for the power forward and reasonable ish sized for small ball five. Um, and so he might have some, at least some of the tools to be good at defense. Uh, you got to hope under the tutelage of, uh, you know, the the Nets uh, team that has seen, you know, D'Angelo Russell improve at D, Spencer Dinwiddie improve at D, um, Karis LeVert get better at D. That maybe you can see some of that. But but I hear you. My only con- my biggest contention though is that even with his defensive limitations, he does help the team win because of his offense. And I. I Submit that with some stats here, like um, he was a minus 0.2 for the team. Now, keep in mind, that team went 33 and 49, so tough to be a plus. Um, but the team itself was minus 1.3. So, so, and that's, you know, over the course of a season, that's a significant uh, uh, difference. Uh so any you know he averaged twenty one and nine, which are which are solid numbers. Those are those are jaw dropping numbers. Right? Yeah, and and they, those numbers have gone up every year. He you know he went from eleven to I think about like thirteen to sixteen to to uh, twenty one. Um, so I just yeah th- th- those are that's my sort of pitch for Julius Randle. I don't think he'll solve everything. I don't think he'll take us to a championship, you know, under this current team. But I think he's young. I think he's, um, you know, will get better. And uh, yeah, would would love to would love to. And he fills a huge need. Um, yes, and, and would add size. He'd be like one of our heaviest players, mm-hmm. if not our heaviest. And nine rebounds, he would be our leading rebounder as mm-hmm. well. Uh, okay, a few questions. Oh, great. Um, what is his age? Twenty-four. I think he turns twenty-five in like the fall. Okay. So. So yes, yeah, still quite young. Uh, has had a, a bad string of teams to be on. Uh, the Lakers were obviously a disaster. Still, arguably, are. <laughs> um, the Pelicans this year, especially with the Davis thing, was not a good situation. Uh, what is his three-point percentage? Thirty-four. 
which is also up quite a bit from the year before, which right. was like high twenties. On like what two a game or something? That's a good question. I don't. I don't know. I can. That's find okay. That we don't. For you. Uh, we don't have to have to know. I got. I got one final cue for you. Okay. Because I wanted to talk a little bit about Kenny Atkinson. Uh, the interview where he said that the Nets have an A, B, a C, and a D yes. option in terms of free agents. Yes. Um, the assumption universally is that the A option is Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Um, where would you say, of those letter grades, Julius Randle would be in that list? So, I would like him to be option A. I think in... Uh, You'd like him to be option A? Yeah, because I don't think we're going to get Durant, and I worry that while we're piddling but around But you'd rather have these... him than Tobias Harris? So... Or Chris Middleton? More than Chris Middleton. Okay. I, 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 I do think Tobias Harris would be better for us. I've cooled on him a bit just after the playoffs. <laughs> Only because, like, I think he's a good player, a very good player. I just would feel more comfortable giving Julius something like 18 to $20 million than I would... Giving Tobias Harris thirty-two million mm-hmm. or th- even like thirty million, I just like I was so I don't know how you feel, Bill, but I I was really down on him in the playoffs, uh, Tobias. Uh, a lot of a lot of people were. Um, I mean, it's a, it's tough in that sort of situation when there are four other mm-hmm. really good players to necessarily shine. Mm-hmm. And had he shown, then you know, I don't think we'd. We could afford him, <laughs> uh, although he's probably going to get a max from us if he does come. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was a tough situation. So I'm not totally down on him. He did put up not terrible numbers overall. Yeah. Overall, um, but no, at no point, especially in the later games against Toronto, uh, he had some really clutch open looks and did not did not uh, help the team much. Yeah, and I, I guess for a player, like, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that to get Tobias, we'd need to get pretty close to, if not a max. I think it has to be. He, he turned down a four-year $80 million thing last year. Right. Um, right. So, so I guess, just to to me, like, I would have, from a, from a max player... I, I am now thinking, and I, I, you know, this is a, a reversal of where I was at the beginning of the year. I just like I would like to see him have one Clay Thompson type game, like the game Clay Thompson had against the Rockets. Like, give me one game where, where you he's are the he's the guy that help that wins the game ex- for him. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I, I totally hear you with with other players, and a lot of those players are ball dominant. Um, and his kind of role on the team, I totally hear you, is like pick up the scraps. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a hell of a player to be picking up the scraps. But I, I, yeah, just just give me a Clay Thompson game. It, it just sucks to like give a max contract to a guy who was like that in the playoffs. Yeah, I I I I, I think contractually, um, I could be convinced that Julius would be the better way to go. Yeah, pretty easily. So so yeah, but sorry. To, to but there's an- a there's a chance Julius is going to want more than that too. Yeah, for sure. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, just the way he's talked about in in stuff like there was a New York Post story. Uh, Brian Lewis wrote there. He was like naming the free agents the Nets could get, and they were like, and even Julius Randle, mm-hmm. like as though he would like be you Turn know up tur- our nose. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Anyway, um, I but- agree. I and, and I will say from from the, the podcast I listen to, he is not a free agent who is mentioned at all um, in national media. Yeah, and there's probably, look, there's people are smarter than, than me who are saying this stuff, but I, I just, yeah, I just feel like I would be more comfortable doing that and being like, oh, Julius Randle isn't like amazing, but maybe he's, like, a near all-star, right? right? I'd feel better about that than, like, a Max to Tobias at this point. Anyway. Well, I was thinking, yeah, like, if Tobias comes in, would he definitely be our best player? Yeah, I mean... Like, I, would you... Do you think he... Would you confidently say if D'Lo and Levert are mm-hmm. both 100% next season, that Tobias would be the best of those three? I kind of wouldn't say that. I, I wouldn't say definitively. What I what I would say is that he would 
provide a potent combination that neither of them really do, which is he can be the guy who stands there and hits a three. Yeah. And he can be a guy who you can go to to create offense. Levert can create offense really well. D'Angelo can can do that to an extent, but mm-hmm. it but it's not totally reliable. But he can kind of shoot. Yeah. He can shoot the three a lot better than Levert. Uh, Tobias can shoot it better than both of them and can and can get to the rim. Well, in pure subjectivity mode. <laughs> Right now, sitting mm-hmm. here listening to you talk about Julius Randle, a part of me feels like there would be more games where I would be like, Julius Randle was the best guy on the court tonight uh-huh. for the Nets than there would be if we had Tobias Harris. I I agree with you, and and I should also just lay my cards out on the table. I have seen very few games of Julius Randle actually playing basketball, uh-huh. but the but what I have seen is like, and what the stats bear out on this is like he gets to the rim a lot, yeah, and and gets to the foul line a lot, and is like an actual force inside. Whereas Tobias can get to the rim the same way like Karras can get to the rim, but. Karis, you wouldn't describe as a force inside. No, no. Tobias is much more guard-like mm-hmm. than Julius Randle. Julius Randle is a bruiser. He's got a really big, solid frame. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm kind of more on the Julius Julius train now as well. Great. Well, yeah. I I'm glad to have you there, Bill. I'm I'm not sure how many how many Nets fans are uh, to to try to answer your question. Um, I would I would suspect he is optioned maybe E. So right. I, I bet it's like Durant, Kawhi, maybe Jimmy Butler third, maybe Tobias third. I'm not sure. Yeah, and then Julius. Okay, if I had to guess, what do you think? Uh, yeah, no, I I I, I can't imagine he's option A. Um, because that would be absurd in a year where there are the free agents that there are, but. I I hope he's not too far down there. I think the agent thing is very interesting. I had, I, I, as I mentioned, was not aware of that. His friendship with D'Lo is great. Uh, his youth mm-hmm. and the relative bargain we could get. Uh, all exciting elements of Julius. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I'd be down if we were paying him, like... Twenty-five million dollars a year. Yeah, I don't think we should pay him more than we pay D'Angelo. Yeah, because uh, I don't think he's as good as D'Angelo, frankly. <sighs> All right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I yeah. I I I hope that D'Angelo still has a higher ceiling than Julius Randle. Um, and I hope that we <laughs> sign D'Angelo soon. Right. You saw that he got in the uh, MIP yes, top three. Yes. Yes. Congratulations. And I saw he broke up with his girlfriend. What? <laughs> There was. I had no idea he had a girlfriend. Yeah. Why yeah, is sorry, this not this is gossip time? Gossip time. Oh my god! I think I can get the the drop here. So, let's see. Oh yeah, that's not happening. Uh, anyway. Um. So I, I I know this because Net Income retweeted somebody saying something about how his his girl his ex now ex girlfriend posted something on Instagram saying that they broke up, and posting a quote thirst trap. Have you ever heard of a thirst, thirst trap, Bill? Trap? You and I are both old. What is a thirst I, trap? I did not know what a thirst trap was. Hillary had to explain it to me. And Hillary knows. Well, she's in the Jesus, new media. Jesus, right? Okay. Um. Uh, it is apparently a a picture that you that you post, usually of a like you know you looking attractive or sexualized in some way. Yeah. And the point is, like, I've got lots of those. You're like thirsting for the attention, and you're like trapping people into like looking at it or something. Okay. I, I like to, to make them jealous. To make them notice. To I to think. realize what they've lost. Well, for D'Angelo, but I think just you could you could post a thirst trap that's not like that. You could just post something that... So she described, like, you know, Hillary's like dad's, like, pictures uh-huh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Those are thirst traps. So <laughs> it's not like you're, like, trying to make... He's not trying to make people jealous exactly, but he's like, you know, look at this, like, right. you know, bot. Yeah, this hot, hot old man bot. <laughs> okay. Who is she? What does she do? I don't What know. does she look like? I don't uh, know. Does Devin know about her? <laughs> <laughs> they are on a boat. <laughs> 
by the way. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, according to both of their Instagrams, they are on a boat in a very idyllic blue sea somewhere uh, playing cards. Lovely. Yeah, looks like uh, shirts off mostly. So they're having a nice time. <laughs> Without the without the ladies around. Yeah, sure. Um, all right, Simon, Iran, hit us. What is this segment? Oh, um, so as folks who are tuned into some type of media, it's unclear to me how much uh, corporate media coverage this is getting. I don't I basically live in a hole of right uh, far Alt left media. media. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. Um, I think it's at least getting some coverage. Anyway, we're on a steady march to uh, at least some sort of hot conflict, if not all-out, full-on war with Iran. And Venezuela. And Venezuela. And, you know, before too long, possibly North Korea and China. But um, (laughs) (laughs) but if things break our way, (laughs) we'll have a forefront... (laughs) World War Three going right, on. Right, and Russia, you know, not too far behind that. Uh, yeah, sure. So anyway, lots of conflict going on, but perhaps, perhaps other than Venezuela, no more likely war. Right, than, than Iran. Than Iran. Um, so uh, my idea for this was to think about a con- some, something that the Nets could do that, like an Iran war, is entirely avoidable and would be catastrophic, but is also something that is at, like, at least within the realm of possibility. Okay. Uh, I have... I have uh, one, one answer to that, or one, you know, my response to that, great. as well as a number of runner-ups. Great, great. Um, all right, so my, my answer to it would be the... Uh, the uh, I thought of it as like an unforced error with enormous consequences. I would say it would be to max up either of the two following players, <laughs> Kyrie Irving or Jimmy Butler. Okay. Uh, Kyrie Irving has... Pretty well proven that he cannot lead a team, particularly a young team. Uh, with that, that was the the main like Terry Rozier is like I'm not coming back next year. Everyone has been. I've been. I don't need to tell people that it was a, a team, a discontented team, um, and it would be shocking to see him re-signed there because it went so disastrously awry. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is not necessarily an element that I would like to see brought in. I don't know who's really arguing for Kyrie. I don't see that many arguments for it online. I also talked to a guy at Pickup today who is a huge Nets fan and was like, I, uh, you know, I'm sorry if this offends you, but I really don't want Kyrie (laughs) on the team. And I'm like, that is... That is catnip for me, baby. Yeah. Um, and Jimmy Butler, I will say, and and sure you feel the same, was very impressive in the playoffs. Uh, proved that he was a pretty good leader, that he was extremely clutch. He helped them win a couple games. Uh, really stepped up as, it, not as dominant as Embiid, but their second best player and most trustworthy player in the playoffs. Very impressive. Um, and if we could sign Jimmy Butler to a two-year contract, <laughs> that would be awesome. I would be so on board with a fleeting, ephemeral two-year deal <laughs> with Jimmy Butler. It is the four-year thing that has always been my my primary my primary concern with him. Mm-hmm. I think that his age he will not he will not age gracefully, and when he l- starts to lose significantly the athletic ability to sort of will himself to take over games, um, what you're left with is just a cranky, super overpaid <laughs> guy. And I was going to say, um, if you think. That uh, <laughs> that a butler at the at the peak of his abilities is difficult pill to swallow on a team. Um, just imagine the nightmare he becomes when he becomes significantly less good and yet making significantly more money. Mm. I imagine that that is an even more unpleasant Jimmy Butler to have around. So that is my my Iran for this summer. What is your what is your sense of how 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 worried are you at this point about him destroying team chemistry, making the team bad via that sort of thing? Um I'm less concerned about that 
immediately, but I think that if things don't go well, um, that would inevitably happen. But I think that Jimmy really just wants to get that max contract um, and is going to at least try for a period of time after. So you'll have a grace period. And you you, you got to put up or shut up, as we said last time. And, if, and I just don't think that, as I've said, that Jimmy Butler is the piece that pushes the Nets into like, hey, we're going to be challenging, uh, for instance, the 76ers or the uh, Raptors or the Bucks. Like, I don't think he's the piece that gets us there. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So in that in that sense, I think it would inevitably happen. Like Jimmy Butler has proven that's what happens when he's on a team. Um, it devolves into chaos and vituperation and recriminations and all that. But uh, I think that we'd have a little time. <laughs> and okay. if we were really good, maybe he'd be happy forever. But I don't think we'd be really good with him. Okay. I think we'd be better. But right. not really good. Got it. Um, so, so I I would say for me m- m- the Iran thing that I picked was Kyrie. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely, you and I are one thousand percent aligned on Kyrie. He is the only free agent, at least that we're like. Yes, please. Uh, we are. That's like in headlines. That's being talked about at all. Like I, I'm sure there's someone out there that I would, you know, also not like. But of anyone that people are talking about, that I am like solidly no. Right. I, I can't imagine that going well. Um, like uh, Evan Roberts, the WFAN um, host or co-host, uh, was saying to to Sean Marks when he was interviewed. You know, like Kyrie's not gonna come to the G League, like, finals, but, which is very true. But Kyrie's also, like, the way D'Angelo did. Right. Um, but Kyrie's also not going to go to to Alan Crabb's gym uh, uh, ceremony, induction ceremony mm-hmm. at, his, at his, like, high school that he saved, or school that he saved. He's not going to do any number of the things that D'Angelo did that were very, like, team forward. Uh, he is... An awful teammate, a truly awful teammate. Like it seems he makes, like it, yeah. he seems to me like he makes Jimmy Butler like Damari Carroll. Like I, I, I see him at a, another level of bad teammate. Mm-hmm. To Jimmy this Butler. season would would definitely uh, seem to suggest that right, and, and just blowing up the Cavs too, just because you want to be right. your own special little guy to go be a leader. Right, that is. Yes. Anyway, he's he's a nightmare. I really do not want him. I really do not want him. Um, but Jimmy Butler, I would say I'm about sixty percent in favor of. Okay. So there's all of the things you are concerned about. I am concerned about. I am just less. <laughs> I am just. Like, <laughs> I am just hoping <laughs> above all else that somehow those concerns become a nightmare that we get to live through together. <laughs> No, I I just think he makes too much basketball sense, um, and I'll try to make it make a case for you. Not only is he like was he as you said great in the playoffs, a guy that was um, someone that you could turn to to actually get you points in the playoffs, which is so so important. Um, as all the the pundits talk about, like you know the need for just a guy to basically like do. Almost everything offensively for you is so so critical in the playoffs. He he could do that at least at least to some degree. Um, also, here's an interesting thing: we we talk about how like D'Angelo is a high usage player, and we worry, or at least I worry, I think you do too, about getting other high usage players uh, mm-hmm. playing with him. But here's an interesting thing, I think. So D'Angelo Russell is the 11th in usage. Julius Randle, for just some context, is 36 um, in the league for the regular season. Jimmy Butler was 120th hmm. for usage. So he's he's averaging like 19 points and blah, blah, blah. Um you know, and, and pretty much getting his on on pretty good efficiency, which which I was surprised by. So I think he would just fit in so well, at least on a basketball sense, he would provide a, a perimeter defense. Um, and yes, those last two years will be tough. Um, and right, right, the exact time when we need to start getting good. <laughs> <laughs> but but here, here's my my biggest counter to to that is. 
I don't think that Jimmy Butler has to be the person that makes us championship contenders because... What does he need to do for us? Even as... Well, he just needs to be a piece on our team that, that makes us significantly better because in the next year, even if we sign him and we sign D'Angelo to, let's say, 21 million contract. But you can adjust it a bit, but, you know, it's it's going to be somewhere around there, probably a bit more. But let's say 21. We're, so we're going to have something like... Um, 28 million in room the next year. Okay. A lot of stuff comes off 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 the cap, um, and the cap goes up. So with some maneuvering, say like a trade of Spencer Dinwiddie, um, you're starting to get back into max contract, uh, um, capabilities. So it's not like Jimmy Butler is the last, you know, possible big contract we could sign. Um, and he doesn't have to be the answer for everything. I, but I do think he would just he would fit so well on our team. I, I just really like Jimmy Butler. Again, I am a Julius Randle diehard. I'm 100% behind him. I'm only 60% in favor of Jimmy Butler. I don't. I would be very worried. It would be at best an interesting time okay. for the Nets. Um, do you mind if I? I mean, I I, I would just like to be yeah, on the record yeah. for the ten millionth time. <laughs> yes. uh, I do not want Jimmy Butler on the Nets, <laughs> uh, and I would love I would love to just pencil a date for mm-hmm. for three years from now <laughs> if he gets signed to discuss <laughs> what. What like this moment? Yeah, when, yeah, when it sure. seemed like a good idea, sure. and maybe I'll be you know we'll be the the NBA champions, and I'll have to eat every word I've ever said about <laughs> not wanting Jimmy Butler to come transform us into whatever Jimmy Butler would theoretically transform us into. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just do not believe that Jimmy is the type of thing that we need to bring into this really wonderful culture that we have with mm-hmm. the Nets. Um, can I go through, though, some of my fun runner-ups? Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, so these are my fun runner-ups for the Iran segment, the unforced error with enormous consequences. First one, very obvious, uh, less fun. Not signing D'Lo would be a huge unforced error. Yes. Um, not extending Levert, which I think Whoa, you, you would you think find, that's a huge... I think Whoa. that would be a huge unforced error. I think we can get him now cheaper than we ever will be able to again. And I do think... I'm starting to believe... This is going to be the coming out year for Karis LeVert. I know it's important to remain skeptical of that. Also, by the way, the other day I began actually harboring some feeling like like Durant might possibly come to the Nets, mm-hmm. and I wanted you. I wanted to have you talk me out of it, mm-hmm. but we we don't need to go in. I mean, like. He's not coming to the Nets. Do you, you can just, do you want me to do that? Or? I mean, you can if you'd like. No, I, 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 um, I, I don't think he's coming. I, I, I really. I mean, don't I think mean, he's I, like it, it feels like something we keep saying. I don't think, or some like. I mm-hmm. think it's uh, we should really just say he's not coming to the Nets. Mm-hmm. He's not. We don't obviously don't have a crystal ball, right. but I would. It's got to be lower than a one percent chance that he's coming. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So other runner-ups um, that I think would be a disaster, an avoidable disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, not trading Spencer Dinwiddie. Okay. Think about that. Interesting. Uh, not completely overhauling the security apparatus. Right. I agree okay? with you Okay, which I know you're on board yes. for. Yes, We need to make Barclays a livable, safe <laughs> space that is not right. a pure manifestation of the police state in which we live. Right. Um, another thing uh, that would be a, an avoidable disaster, uh, not giving the block an entire section at the draft. Yes. I have emailed the block, by the way. Oh, really? I sent them an email yesterday okay. and said, hey, wouldn't it be cool if you had a bunch of Nets fans in a section? Um, it's uh, bluerw at gmail.com. You can <laughs> hit me up. Uh, keep us posted. Keep us posted. I will keep you posted. Um, not 
getting another huge disaster, not getting Steve Lichtenstein on another episode yes, in the offseason. Yes, gotta have him. Let's get him on here. Absolutely. And not getting another Nets-affiliated human to guest on an episode. Uh, we keep talk. We talk about it intermittently who we're going to go for. We tried... Um, God, I'm going to forget his name right Scotto. now. Well, yeah, we tried Scotto, but no, the the much lower hanging fruit, the announcer, Olivier. Oh, Olivia, oh yeah, yeah. Cedra, that, Olivier yeah, Cedra. Cedra. Um, we tried him, crickets. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you have any ideas for, yeah, like a Brian Lewis? Um, yeah, a Brian. Nets, net income? Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Puccio, Pooch, Pooch. I would love to Stephon get Stefan Bondi. Yeah, Stefan Bondi. I bet is too too good for us. Too cool for school. Too cool for us. Not not actually too good for us. Of course. But I had. I mean, is. I was thinking we could go. We could make a run at Theo Pinson or Alan <laughs> Big Sauce Williams. Yeah. Uh, give the people what they want. Sure. I I I think the the issue with any player. Is that Nets PR does not respect us? Mm. I fear that that Simon that hurts to hear. Yeah, I know. Um, all right. Well, that's enough on Iran. Unless you want to no. to uh, continue. Okay. So we were going to do the lottery thing, but we're already pretty deep into this podcast. So I wanted to say one thing I heard about. Uh, the Eastern Conference Finals. Great. Lottery related. Because we can't... After the lottery... By the way, did you watch it or how did you yeah, experience I, I it? I watched the Bill Simmons live right, right, right. thing that was just him saying, Oh my God. Oh my God. I have no idea. Wait, what? I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Yeah. Um, and then proceeded to, you know, make asinine... Hit job, hit takes on uh, LeBron James and things like that. <laughs> um, so, neither Eastern Conference. Well, Chris Vernon said on the podcast, neither Eastern Conference um, Finals team had a starter that was taken in the lottery. Oh, which interesting. is uh, which is untrue. There is one, uh, Brooke Lopez. Brooke, so Brooke Lopez is the only starter on either Eastern Conference team to have been taken in the lottery, mm. which is maybe the biggest test, like, anti-process, I don't know, testimony mm-hmm. you need. Like, mm-hmm. these teams have done it through other means and through getting guys later in the draft. Like, we have 17th, 27th. Harris Leverts, Jared Allens, there are guys who drop, especially in weird drafts like this, where it's like, oh, there's it's a three-person draft, and then it's just a crapshoot, but then just because like people have heard of certain names, they remain for whatever reason at the top, though no one really cares that much about them. I think that, that, that those are sort of like the best case drafts to find a guy like Giannis to be like, well, if it's just this blah field of guys who in college didn't do anything or didn't do what people wanted them to do, why don't we take a flyer on like that French guy or the guy from Georgia, the country? Um, right, or, Gorgie, right, or Potence right, or whatever. Right, right, like, like go for something a little bit outside uh-huh. of this uninspiring field or or even a, a college guy like a Donovan Mitchell or something like that right. I, mean, I mean everyone would love to draft a Donovan Mitchell but like a guy who's maybe a junior or something like that yeah. who isn't who who isn't just like oh well in high school he was taller and more athletic than everyone and he can jump out of the gym so he's probably the best person in the world do, uh, but do you uh, what do you, do you know anything about Kevin Porter Jr? Uh, Kevin, you mean the guy on the USC. Nuggets? Oh, Kevin Porter. Uh, that's... I think his name is Kevin Porter Jr. Okay. He, uh, he, no, I don't know anything okay. about Well, anyway, he, he sounds like a bit of what you're describing, which is a guy who, uh, his numbers are horrible. 
Like, he has no demonstrated ability, <laughs> but, like, to produce actual numbers, and, and had, like, a number of, like, encounters with the coach, and, like, is uh, apparently, like, a p- possible character issue, quote-unquote, okay. guy. Um... I love character issues. Could be, yeah, yeah. You would like he has swagger for days. Okay, from what I understand, but is is a player that like people see like if he puts X, Y, and Z together could be really good. But he is likely not to. I mean, who knows? But he is not projected to go in the the lottery because I mean, it's definitely a name. Yeah, that I've heard. Michael Porter is the guy on the uh, on the Nuggets. But yeah, I've I've definitely heard Kevin Porter's name. Uh, Javante Porter too. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, is he still talked about in first round discussions? Yeah, the, well, the Nets interviewed him apparently, so, okay. uh, which means they have some level of interest because I guess you can only interview like twenty people. Yeah. Um. So they have at least one twentieth of <laughs> an interest in him. Um. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely seems like someone who will not go in the lottery because he won't play next year because he retore his again? ACL. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, as I said, uh, we were going to do more draft stuff this week, but I've, I've just, I can't even <laughs> fake it. Like, I just don't know anything about these guys right now, and I haven't, I haven't read about their wingspans mm. or you know, you, got, you gotta, yeah, the the sort of like uh, astonishingly bland stats they put up and what the one year they were at whatever school they mm. were at. Um, so I I, I, I I couldn't do it this week. But we are obviously going to become fully preoccupied with the draft. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a, 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 a draft guru on, actually. In, uh, oh, yeah. Right. He's still down S- to do speaking it. Speaking of guests. Yeah, so we'll have a guest soon um, regarding that. Uh, but I think that's good on the lottery. Okay, sorry we didn't get to do it. No, it, it's kind of a weird idea anyway. Um Wanted to just mention one other thing. Uh, did you hear about the New York Liberty um, preseason WNBA game? I heard that... The TV stuff. No, to no, it. I don't know anything about so, this. So, apparently, they, they, as you probably know, drafted a really tall Chinese woman. Yes, I do know six, that. She's 6'9", I mm-hmm, think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Han Zhu. And I think is how you pronounce the name. Um, and so they had their first ever preseason game with her playing. Mm-hmm. And the debut generated 1.2 million viewers across Tencent, Yuku, Migu, and Jagu. <laughs> Sorry, that was painful to hear, I'm sure. <laughs> and another 6.3 million total video views on social media platforms in China. Mm. Including behind-the-scenes coverage of the game and interview with Joe Side. Whoa! So 1.2 million viewers. Mm-hmm. Uh, then just to put that in context, the Nets average about 30,000 <laughs> views per game. <laughs> so the preseason WNBA New York Liberty game got that many viewers. <laughs> so I think. I, it's worth noting not just to like denigrate what the fuck are the Nets doing? Why aren't they you know uh, getting seen by more people? But I think that it's clearly a it's clearly going to be an important part of where Joe Sai sees this team going. So I think that over the next as as he assumes more and more, more of a role um, in leadership that we could begin to see more Chinese players uh, taking a flyer on Chinese players on the nets. Yeah. I think there's I yeah, I shouldn't even There's one guy, mind. right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say that's like a possible like two-way guy right, or right, right. G League guy. Like a 6 foot 9 guy that yeah, could be a, a potential net. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know his name or much about him, but just something to, you know, think about mm-hmm. uh we could be you know home of the next Yao Ming that would be incredible yes uh, I, I think the Liberty player is like the Yao Ming yeah like she's, I mean, she she's is like basically, the equivalent of that the, tall for women right I mean she's I, she's only 6'9 but that has to I be I think that's really tall for women's basketball yeah I think I mean yeah I think I think so too 
I think so. Too. Uh, but I don't um, know. Also, <laughs> that game, that game was that game was held at Barclays, which I didn't realize. We should have definitely tried to go to that. Yeah, I, th- uh, I would. Anyway, I think the uh, the other thing is that they're going to sp- that. Suspicion is that they will start playing many, many more of those games. They're going to try to move out of Madison Square Garden, wherever they play, in Westchester, and come to Barclays, which would be awesome because I bet tickets won't be very expensive, and it would also be fun to go to. Yeah. Um, All right. Uh, Playoffs in full swing still. Series are 2-0 and 2-0. Looks like it's going to be a Golden State Warriors Bucks final. Do you have any uh, uh, hot takes on that situation? <laughs> um, no, I think it'll be. I mean, look, I, I, assuming that the Bucks win, which I don't, I don't know if they will. It seems like they will. Um, it will be very interesting, right, to see them play the Warriors. Yeah, because they they seem to just be steamrolling these other teams. Yes, like they've lost once, right? They've no, they lost once. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. They lost once to the Celtics. So, yeah, they are currently 10-1 and in the playoffs. The first game looked pretty rocky. We watched that one together. But um, game two, they absolutely obliterated the Raptors, who are a very good team. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm hoping we draft our Giannis this year. Yeah. Fuck yeah, Bill. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think that's good. Simon, where might people, were they so inclined, find out more about us? Um, you can find more about You can follow us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, at Maybe Next Time. Um, and please send us your questions, your thoughts, your comments to Maybe Next Time at Gmail. Dot com and please subscribe to us and listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all of your faves on there. Um, review us, please, five stars. That really helps, especially on iTunes. Um, and thank you again to Mad Parker for engaging with us. Always enjoyable, uh, at least for us. I don't want to speak for you, Mad Parker, but <laughs> quite enjoyable. Friend of Seth's, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, who is moving back very, very soon? Woo! Uh, All right, so we will go ahead and uh, see ya next time. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn out recording of a favorite song. So while she lay there sleeping, I read the paper in bed. And in the personal columns, this letter I read If you like Pina Colada